Polepoliticking.com. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, uh, YouTube, Polepoliticking. Chilling with my homie, comedian Ryan Davis. What's, what's good, bro? What's up, Poe? Chill, man. How you doing? How you living? Man, it, it, great, man. It, uh, I can't complain, man. Things are really looking up, man. All right. So the first thing, talk about some of your daily habits and rituals. Daily habits? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, some of mine is... Uh, Man, I'm really a laid-back dude, man. I uh, be so focused on my career, I ain't really into the whole dating thing. But most of the time, man, I just let my personality take over, man. I usually, uh, being funny, it's always uh, a plus in conversation, man. And usually, you know, the females start to gravitate toward that, man. I don't really do the pickup line thing. Man, yeah, uh, I said daily habits. I thought you said dating. That worked too, though. But so, what's the daily well, habits? You said you it, I was like, that's <laughs> an awkward first question, bro. Yeah, I was saying daily habits. I was like, what the hell? Oh, and, all right. Daily, daily. This is what I do every day, man. I get up and everything, get ready for the day, and then I figure out what's going on in the world. You know what I mean? What's trending or whatever. See if it's worth, you know, doing a video about or anything like that. Or if I have a show, then that whole day is dedicated to my show. I don't even really get on social media or anything like that. But after uh, saying something or get enough requests from the fans or something, I'll uh, start researching it, looking for video, um, articles to read about it, um, pictures, everything, and trying to. And then I sit down and come up with. You know, uh, pretty much my punchlines and everything that I want to do for the video and shoot it and edit it. It's really time-consuming for a one-minute video. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people really don't know what all goes into it, but it's uh, that and then uh, networking and then setting up shows and everything. I'm constantly working, man. It's every day, man, every day. All right, so how long have you been in comedy, and uh, how did you fall in love with it? I, um... Love comedy my whole life, man, whole life. But I always thought it was something I couldn't do. You know, I was never one of those people who watched comedy and go, oh, I can do that. I always thought all those people were special, man. That's only a few people in the world can do that. Well, I, I loved it. And um, three years ago, my friend, so I went to my very first comedy show. It was an amateur night. And my friend after the show was like, man, you're funnier than all of them. And I was like, ah, I don't know about that. Takes a whole another type of uh, uh, confidence, I'd say, to get up there. You know, I can be funny amongst friends, but to get on a stage and you're the only person up there, I didn't want to do it. But then a couple months later, Kevin Hart came out with Let Me Explain whenever he sold out Madison Square Garden twice. Yeah. And then he cried at the end. And it was just, it was crazy seeing the guys it was that moment when everything came together for him, all the hard work. He was in comedy 17 years or so or more before that came out. Yeah. So that was a, that was his grind, like all of those years coming. And then I'm looking, I'm working at a dead-end job thinking, man, I ain't even tried to pursue something I love. So three days later after watching that, I signed up for my first stand-up, and I've been sold ever since, man. So what was your job, your dead-end job you had? 
Man, I was a um, assistant manager at a grocery store. Oh yeah. <laughs> what made you? So what made you quit and be like, I'm gonna do this comedy? I had a daughter on the way. Uh huh. And that job wasn't gonna. That's not nothing against the people who have that job, but for me, I couldn't raise my daughter the way that I want to raise my daughter on that wage. You know what I mean? It was cool for taking care of me. It wasn't cool for taking care of me and somebody else. So I uh, got out of that and it was funny because like I had to leave a job to go to a, a situation where I get paid nothing. So it was 100, but I knew, you know, my daughter, she'd have enough to where if this thing works out, she'll never remember that without a job or without income. So I, I put my all into it after I quit my job. And then who you mentioned Kevin Hart, but who are who are your like top five comedians? I got oh, Kevin Hart I, on there because you mentioned Kevin Hart, but he's not in my top five. Oh, so who's your top five? He really Kevin Hart inspires me from a uh, grinding standpoint. Like nobody works harder than that dude. People say, "Oh, you see him everywhere." They feel like he's oversaturated. Right. Not nah, that's hard work. He put himself in position to where so many people want to work with him that. That's all you see, and that's a testament to his hard work. So that's what I follow from him, mm-hmm. and seeing how he's so humble and he still reacts to the fans and everything. So it makes me feel like, you know, from the lower level coming up, that I can always – he showed that there's a way to do it. There's a way to always be a regular person and a superstar at the same time. So I got that from Kevin Hart. But as far as stand-up goes, huge Chris Rock fan. Huge Dave Chappelle guy. Dave Chappelle's my favorite comedian. Uh, the late, great Patrice O'Neal. Love him. And rounding out the five right now, Bill Burr and Louis C.K. Like, it's in no particular order with those five, except Dave's at the top, and then you can mix up everybody else. And those are my five. Those are the comedians I watch, and I go, man, <laughs> those are, I can't do that. They still, they still make me go, I can't do that. Who are some female comics you like? I'm a huge fan of some more. I grew up watching some more, you know, which is so crazy because she just reached out to me and told me how big of a fan she was. Hmm. Blew my mind. Like I had a fan moment. Like she's telling me how much she's a fan. And I'm sitting here like, you don't even know. Like (laughs) I grew up watching like, oh man. Yeah, I really like, I mean, I think it's kind of over slept on, but I used to like that Queens of Comedy. DVD. Oh man, that was, but that showed what it really was, man. I met Adele Gibbons too. She is yeah. sweet as she want to be. And she came back out. She had, like, people didn't know why she was off the scene for so long, but she had um, things going on in her personal life. And now she's back touring. Still super funny. Monique was funny. You know, Myra did a good job of hosting. It was a good show, man. I thought the Queens of Comedy was a, it, it was kind of disappointing. Uh, in a sense that I felt like there was at least one or two female comics that they left off. Who are those? Yeah. Who do you think they left off? I think Cheryl Underwood should have been in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's funny. And I want to see, so how did you, uh, what made you take the, well, now it seems like everybody's kind of doing it, but I think you kind of earlier comics doing it. What made you start using social media for your, your comedy? Well, back in uh, 2011, I used to do YouTube videos. I was a YouTube partner 
you know, I didn't get like tons of views or nothing like that. But from the standpoint of uh, being a small town guy, just doing videos in a community college, my views is more than everybody in the city, mm-hmm. everybody, a lot of people in the state or whatever. I just wasn't huge. And um, I was doing that for a while that introduced so when i got out of doing that because i went i partnered up with people and then one guy he works for ibm now and the other guy he's in the navy they had to go pursue what they were doing in life you know what i mean so when they went to go do um the things that they're doing the uh you know pursue their dreams that's what left me at the grocery store Mm -hmm. and uh and then i got into comedy was doing stand up and then this this past uh hadn't even been a full year this past November or so I was like you know what I'm gonna go back to start doing videos and I put I put like I think the Odell Beckham Jr. video was my third video mm-hmm. and I went viral then the rest is history man I just kept putting them out and you kind of mentioned it earlier a little bit but what's your so what's your thought process on like who you gonna make videos about. I saw you had the Odell Beckham. I saw you did one about Cisco. So how do you pick who? It has to be a subject that interests me. The one you named about Cisco is one of my favorite videos for this reason. Whenever I do a video on something that's popular, that's going on, that's a trending topic, you know, if I make it funny, it'll catch a wave and then it's popular. But when I did the video with Cisco in it, Cisco's not relevant. Right. And it was about R&B or whatever. It was something that I wanted to talk about. And, you know, it. and then when it went viral, it showed me, because sometimes I doubt myself a lot. So it showed me that, you know, people rock, people just think I'm legitimately funny. It isn't because I'm talking about something relevant. You know, I can talk about something I want to talk about, and it's still going to do the numbers. So that's why that one's one of my all-time favorite videos. So who, who would you say your comedy is for? Um, I say it's, it's for people, it's for everybody. That's mm-hmm. what I try. I try to get it from everywhere. I try to have a diverse, uh, crowd always. That's important to me. You know, I don't want to be stuck in a box. The day you get stuck in a box is the day, you know, everybody feels like, uh, you can't do something. And then nowadays it seems like, like we was talking about earlier, it seems like it's a lot of, uh, comedians coming through on Facebook, but they're not really like, like, cause you did the stand up, but they're not really doing the stand up. They're just coming up on Facebook. Just like, kind of like a lot of amateurs just making Facebook videos. What do you feel about that? Well, this is my thing. Um, they took something, a platform that was open to everybody and they made it work for them. Now, if they, when they start making money and stuff off of it, Hey, yeah, I'm all for people making money. Now, and I have my opinions on videos. Like if somebody asked me, is such and such funny or such and such, I would never say anything that would make people stop watching them or anything if I didn't particularly like their stuff. But I feel like anybody who's who's getting up there, because the videos ain't easy to make all the time, man. Like someone who's getting up and putting that content out there and they get their own fan base or whatever, they deserve everything that they get. Now, when you go over into the stand-up realm, now, you can have all the fans in the world, but for me, this is just for me, you shouldn't be doing stand-up if you ain't put the work in, because stand-up is very hard. 
very hard and it takes uh it takes a lot of work to get good at it and to pay people and have people pay to to see you do a uh an art wrong or not necessarily wrong but not do it well it's kind of cheating them you can they would pay for the meet and greet mm-hmm. you know what i mean do a meet and greet but whenever you whenever you do stand up and you're not a stand up you really are making it seem like everybody can do this and everybody can't do it. It's not for everybody. Everybody can make a video, but everybody shouldn't be doing stand up. Like everybody shouldn't be singing. Everybody shouldn't be rapping. Everybody shouldn't be painting. Everybody shouldn't be a photographer. There's people who have a set, a certain skill set that allows them and then a certain work ethic to add on top of it. That makes them great at those things. Yeah, I would say I know you have the tour going on right now, the tour, the DVD. So, what do you say your goals for your career are right now? Right now, it's to mix um, my career is in its infancy. So, my my job is to continue doing what I'm doing, get the fan base to continue to grow, and get out and perform stand up um, where the majority of my fans are, and get to a point where I can do a national tour where I'm hitting multiple cities in every single state plus a uh, international tour. So the stand-up is my baby. You know what I mean? I love doing stand-up. The videos are fun, but I love doing stand-up. And uh, the sooner I can get everyone to cross over into the fact that uh, I am a stand-up comedian and not like a Vine star, the better for me, even though there's nothing – you know, wrong with being an internet sensation. My career wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for that platform. But I'm trying to transition people into thinking of me as a stand-up and or uh, you know a writer. So, what are some of your interests and hobbies? Hobbies. Um, I'm a big sports fanatic, man. I uh, went to, when I was in school. I was. Uh, my major was communication with a minor in journalism. I thought I was going to be on ESPN. Uh-huh. I, I thought I was going to be like a sports journalist. And uh, so sports is, I can watch sports all day. I used to play basketball all the time, but uh, I'm fat now because all I do is uh, <laughs> eat and write jokes. But um, I'm a big movie buff. I go to the movies every week, so no matter what, to the theaters. I say, so uh, speaking of sports, who's your football team right now? I'm a 49ers fan. So what? I mean, what's your? This is not really comedy. What's your opinion on um, Kaepernick? That thing going on. I think. Uh, I think it's a interesting stance for this reason. He's standing for something which is noble. But he became a millionaire playing a sport that's only relevant in this country. Right. So he's saying. So he's saying. You know, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not going to stand up and respect a country that treats minorities bad. But in the same breath, he's a minority that this country made rich with a sport that that country is the only country that has it. So it's weird. You know what I mean? It's like, I get get your stance, but you wouldn't even be able to have the stance if it wasn't for the country. Able to, you wouldn't have the stage to do such a protest. Yeah, I see see all your video. It seems like the video I always see people share the most. Are your Odell Beckham Jr. videos? So, what's your thing with him? 
Man, look, the funny part is I do not want to be getting on this dude, right? You make that shit too easy, huh? You keep making it like, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? As a comedian, what if somebody keep doing something that's funny to me? What am I supposed to do? I'm joke. I'm a joke about it. So it was so crazy. The last video he did with the hot tub and him pulling his pants down and having on uh, panties and uh. You know, him being in a hot tub with a bunch of guys. I had already released a video. I did a video on the Young Jock and Young Thug situation. And, like, with Young Thug's album art and Young Jock and his new hairdo with yeah. the bangs. And um, and people, I got inboxes. I got over a thousand inboxes of people just telling me, you got to get Odell again. You got to get Odell again. I was saying, it's funny because I actually, I just went through a, a comedy writing class. So I learned what subtext is. So all that shit he doing is subtext. It's like that shit is so obvious. He just ain't saying it, but it's like, bro, like, yeah, it's so obvious. <laughs> all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is keep it real. That's yeah. all I say. Yeah, I mean, he I mean, not mad at you. Just keep it real. Yeah, he just not to me. He just I don't know. I think he kind of did it better than Michael Sam did because he just didn't say he was. But it's like obvious he is. Like that's like, <laughs> it's like elephant in the room now. Like he's like teasing you with it too. He's like he's like showing. He's like teasing us with it. Like he knows. And that's that why I don't feel bad for picking because I feel like it's he's he's trying to grab attention at this point. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it to him. Yeah, all the intensity won't. So, what advice would you give to any upcoming um, artist, comedian that anybody wants to do stand up? To do stand up, my thing. If you want to do stand up, first thing you do is find out where all the open mics are, where you are, where people do any type of performing, where it's music, poetry, comedy, everything. Try to get on stage at all of those places. Write your material. If you're not, if you don't feel like you're a good writer or whatever, but you're funny, uh, write down ideas that you want to talk about, just the subject that you want to talk about, hit the stage and record yourself talking about it. So whenever you uh, record yourself talking about it and then you can go back to it. And if you said something you like or that was really funny, you can memorize it. That's another you know way to get around just taking a pen and going into a notebook. Mm-hmm. So. But do that. Get on stage as much as possible. The only way to get good at stand-up is to do it. Then how often do you write jokes? Like every day or? I'm a, I'm more of a, I'm more of a write down a subject and just go type of person. Mm-hmm. So um, in those videos, like thinking, like at that moment or thought five minutes before, like I'll rant to myself and I'll go, okay, that was funny. Yeah, I don't really like that. That was funny. And then I go and take the ideas that I like, and then I shoot the video. Uh-huh. Like, I don't even write anything down. And with my stand-up, I've been doing stand-up for three years, but I didn't do a lot of writing. Like, I'd write down a subject. I'd go to an open mic. they give me, like, five minutes of time. i you know, do my rants or my ideas or whatever, uh, take from it. Like, I, I always had this crazy memory. Like, even in high school, I never took notes. Mm-hmm college i never took notes because if i hear it and see it i'll remember it so i and i know everybody doesn't have that. that's just a blessing to have it, it made me a better comedian you know that's why i saw a lot of times i feel like i was meant for this just because of the the weird talents that i have 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it only that wouldn't help me in no almost any other field, yeah. but it helps me in comedy. Alright. And what would you like to say to all your fans, people have been supporting all your videos, man? I'd be seeing I'd be seeing them plays, I'd be like, dang. <laughs> yeah, man, look. I'd like to say thank you all for supporting me. I do not have a career without y'all. You know, I had a career in comedy before the videos, but the pay is completely different now. And that's all because of you guys. I'm able to really see that dream I had for myself as a reality, you know, and be able to take care of my daughter the way I feel like she'll be, she deserves to be taken care of because of you guys. And I thank you. That's what I like to say to my fans. Hey, man, I want to say thank you for coming through politics with me. Hey, man, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. It's good to uh, put a face to the voice now, too. Yeah, it's better doing it like this, huh? I should just keep doing it like this. Because we done chopped it up on the phone so many times, you know what I mean? (laughs) I I would say, uh, you want to tell me your social media and everything? Yes, uh, you can find me on Facebook at Who the Hell is Ryan Davis? And then you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Ryan Davis Comedy. All right, y'all. So we're going to holler. Thanks for politics with me. Make sure you like or subscribe to this video, and I'll holler. Peace. Ray, feel the end.